This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the UBS Research Pod Hub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Miles Walton. I'm the UBS US Aerospace Defense and Airlines Analyst. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at the current landscape of the global airline industry. I'm joined by Jared Castle, who's UBS's European Airlines Travel and Leisure Analyst. Welcome, Jared, and look forward to the discussion. I'm going to kick it right off with a question to you, Jared, that's on everyone's mind, which is how quickly is the airline recovery going to shape up as we step into 2021? Thanks, Miles. Um, we expect kind of a slow recovery during the course of the year. Uh, we're obviously still in a winter quarter, which historically sees depressed traffic versus the summer quarter. But we're also facing a situation where there's a vast number of travel restrictions, um, not just within Europe, but, but globally. Uh, we recently put out a note, for instance, which suggested that nearly three quarters of intra-EU routes have travel restrictions, and globally, over 80% of routes have travel restrictions. So, so we have negative year-over-year traffic in um, the current quarter, and then we have it starting to ramp up again from 2Q um, in terms of seeing year-over-year growth. But this will be dependent both on travel restriction reduction, which is partly tied to both vaccination and testing regimes taking effect. And Miles, when do you think will be the year when passenger traffic returns to 2019 levels? Yeah, I think from a U.S. perspective, we're looking at 2024 as, as the year when you could get back to that 2019 capacity traffic levels. That might seem like a, a long way off, but it also could be argued that it's um, not as conservative as it needs to be considering the depth of the crisis in 2020. Just give you some perspective, 2020 reversed more than a decade of growth for the industry. And prior crises, the aviation industry has seen 9-11 or the, even the impact economically of the great financial crisis only set back the growth in traffic globally by maybe one and a half to two years. And it took three or four years to, to recover. So this perspective of looking to 2024, again, could argue that it's not conservative enough. But I think as we get into the, some of the questions, we'll talk about some of the drivers that underlie that. And Jared, another question I get uh, is more financial in focus is around the cash burn of the industry with such little demand. When do you think that they get to a cash flow break even? Yeah, again, historically for the aviation industry, certainly the northern hemisphere, airlines burn cash during the winter period. So even if we didn't have this crisis, we would expect that airlines would be burning through cash during the winter period. I guess what we're hoping for as we move along towards the summer period is the forward booking start to come through, the cost control measures that the airlines have uh, put in start to generate benefits. And by the time we get to the second half of the year, the cash position of these companies, you know, continues to to see improvement. So, so I would hope that at some point during 2H, the airlines, um, you know, and certainly the vast bulk of airlines, start to go into cash flow positive areas. 
But I think for a number, a number of airlines and for the industry, it's going to be a very challenging period in terms of cash burn. Um, and this could take several months, indeed several years before the industry could return to um, being some form of cash break even. And business first consumer and international versus domestic miles, how are these dynamics going to play out through the recovery? Yeah, we think this is a recovery led by flip-flops and tank tops and, and not briefcases and business cards. We, we, we see a travel and leisure and visiting friends and relatives is really the, the thing that's being most held back. And we've seen hints of that uh, emerge as we got closer to holidays, only to be then subdued by seconds and third waves of COVID dynamics. So we're really focused on when those travel restrictions relax the vaccinations become more widespread. And as you move into the second half of the year in particular, people's tendencies and desires to go out and spend the, the savings that they've had from 2020 and the lack of travel then, uh, spending that in the second half of 21 and into 22, which, you know, alluding to your prior comment, hopefully shows up in some of the earlier bookings. I think the international travel dynamic is a little bit more complicated because you get into interregional uh, travel restrictions, which... Uh, tend to have more complexity to them. And I think that international leg of the recovery will take longer because of those cross-border restrictions remaining in place for longer. So Jared, against the the backdrop of demand and, and where it is and how it's going to come back, what, what's your outlook on pricing as the airlines look to add capacity but look to do so in some measured form to facilitate getting some economics against it? I think on the capacity front, clearly um, we've seen retirements and and aircraft being scrapped. So, you know, certainly um, any recovery, uh, we've, we're in a position where the capacity situation is more benign, frankly. That said, people are still experiencing economic hardship, and the airlines themselves will be fighting for traffic volumes. So when we kind of look from a European context, we've also uh, are thinking that pricing will be negative um, for the full year 2021. And indeed, looking across um, kind of regions in terms of UBS expectations, pricing's expected to be negative both in Asia and the Americas in aggregate. So I think it's still a challenging period on the pricing front. And Miles, what type of airlines could emerge from the current crisis stronger or, or indeed weaker? Yeah, I think that the types of airlines that emerge faster will be those that lend themselves to where the recovery is happening most pronounced the quickest, uh, domestic and leisure. But as important uh, in our view is the current crisis has afforded a significant cost restructuring opportunity for many of those airlines, uh, really un uniformly as they look to simplify their fleets and or labor cost structures uh, or overall structures of their businesses. Now, the question will become whether that lower cost structure is priced away through competitive dynamics of the industry as a whole. Um, that will certainly be the question as we move through uh, the next couple of years. But I think those who are best positioned or those who probably entered with the best market position relative to the performance of their airline, the situation of their balance sheet, and, and likewise on the outcome of this, I think those who entered strongest are likely to emerge stronger than they were previously. I know, Jared, you recently published a UBS Global Fleet Analyzer report. Is there a top conclusion drawn out of that analysis that you'd want to share? I think what people are most interested in is because it's bottom up, kind of aggregating, you know, all the uh, airlines that UBS covers, people want to know where where is the outlook in terms of traffic recovery or indeed, you know, where is 
what is the outlook for traffic versus 2019. Um, what the bottom up suggests is that in 2020, traffic will fall 67% compared to 2019. So we're starting off on a very low base. Um, currently year to date, and uh, per IATA, traffic has fallen around 66%. Um, to the end of November. Looking forward into 2021, what our expectation is, is that you do see recovery in traffic. But nevertheless, we still expect volumes or tra traffic levels to be only at 60% of 2019 levels in 2021. So I, I guess that indicates, you know, just how severe this crisis actually is. I'd say secondly, what might be of interest is just looking at kind of returns in this industry um, overall and, and how this is expected to progress. And we do expect uh, an improvement um, in 2021, certainly compared to 2020, but we've still got um, losses in excess of $10 billion in 21. Um, and if you look at the historic relationship between enterprise values and fleet, um, these values are still uh, very depressed versus history, um, which might suggest that we could see some form of a rebound if returns start to normalize. And Miles, any out of consensus airline prediction for 2021? Well, let's look at the U.S. domestic picture for travel and, and consider a, a framing that could have a faster restoration following broader population vaccination. Think, think of the analogy with China, which is no, by no means a perfect compare culturally and then overall against the network that exists there. But to just process the thought experiment, China restored its domestic traffic back to 100% of 2019 levels in just five months from a similar level where the U.S. traffic is today. Uh, U.S. traffic today is about 60% down from 2019 levels. So it's a pretty bold argument that the U.S. could follow that that Chinese pathway, and we wouldn't fully subscribe to it. But it's certainly a, a thought experiment to run under the scenario where vaccination implementation uh, perhaps goes goes well or, or even uh, perhaps better than expected. Well, thanks so much for visiting the UBS Research Pod Hub. That was our overview of the current airline industry landscape and where we believe it's headed. Tune in again for more investment insights. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries, and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content. It has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2021. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS, all rights reserved.